Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Of course, we're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, right? So turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to Grasshopper.com. Next to Peyton Manning, our first guest might have been the happiest guy in San Francisco on Super Bowl weekend, except his joy really had nothing to do with adding another Lombardi trophy. It had to do with making it into the Hall of Fame. I'm talking, of course, a former 49ers owner and friend of the show, Edward J. DeBartolo Jr. And Eddie, first of all, thanks for joining us again. This is your second appearance here in three weeks. We had you live on in San Francisco, and we appreciated it then, and we do now. But most of all, congratulations on making it to Canton, only this time not as a presenter. Uh, thank you so much, Clark. And uh, when Jerry and I uh, sat with, with you guys in uh, uh, Radio Row, I was, uh, I, I'm surprised I could get anything out of my mouth because I was so nervous. Well, I was going to ask you about that because when we sat down with you, and that was two days before the vote, you were understandably nervous. Can you take us back to the moment that David Baker, who's the president of the Hall of Fame, knocked on your door to tell you that, yes, in fact, you are in the Hall of Fame. You know, all I know is that I, I you know, I was looking out the peephole and <laughs> I turned to my wife and I said, it's David Baker. And she started crying so loud. And uh, I opened up the door and, you know, David gave me a hug and he said, congratulations, and, and as he normally does. And uh, when David Baker hugs you, you're hugged. Um, <laughs> you're crushed. And, and, yeah, yeah. And I was, I, I, I just couldn't hold my emotions in. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was just, uh, I can't, you know, I, I still can't put it into words. It was just beyond, uh, beyond my comprehension. And it just, like I think I said uh, on, on the show, you know, a few weeks ago. It was just sort of a culmination of many, many years, and uh, I guess all those emotions. And, um, you know, I I cried like a baby right along with my wife. When were you more, you more nervous? You know, facing the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s or facing the room that Clark and I and, and, and Goose sat in on February 6th deciding your Hall of Fame fate? That's not even close, sitting with you guys. <laughs> that was it. We make a lot that of people nervous. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's not even that. That's not even close. I mean, obviously, it's a different type of a, a nervousness. Um, you know, the outcome uh, is obviously different. But uh, I was I was a nervous wreck that whole week. I had anxiety attacks and panic attacks and everything that goes along with it. But uh, yeah, I never did like to face the Cowboys either, though. So, <laughs> we had some success against them, but uh, really not as much as I would have liked to. They had a great team. You know, one of the things that, that finds me interesting in your case, or guys that are in your case, you know, if you're a player, you can understand a guy, maybe he's, you know, he's been a great player since Pop Warner, so maybe at some point in time he starts thinking about, yeah, maybe I'll get in the Hall of Fame. You know, I'm in the NFL, I'm leading the league in Russian or whatever I'm doing. But for guys in your position... I wouldn't think that you really think about 
the Hall of Fame. Did you ever think about it, or did it sort of come to a degree, at least out of the blue, because it's so different from a, a player's experience? Uh, when, when my name was mentioned, and I was in a, a very long list some years ago, I didn't mention uh, to myself, you know, I never, I never really thought, you know, that anything like that was was even a remote possibility. Uh, and then, you know, I the the list kind of dwindled, and I got down to the fifteen a couple of times. And I still thought it was a a real, real, you know, long shot. I mean, you know, you we're we're dealing with you guys. I mean, you know, because you. you your intimate, your vote. You're dealing with uh, icons. You're dealing with people that that made this made this great sport what it is. And um, I don't know. It just you, you never think that uh, that you know you belong. I I, I mean I, I I I really wanted to think that way, but it was um, I don't know. It was just it was something that I thought was far beyond reach. Then it got, uh, you know, a little bit of momentum. It started to build up, and, uh, you know, some of the writers and, you know, the, the the young lady that works for me here who worked, you know, very hard. She probably uh, made everybody half crazy, but she, she did a phenomenal job, Valerie. You know, it started to become something that was, a you know, a, maybe not a, 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 an elusive possibility. Let me put it that way. And... Um, you know, then uh, when they formed this contributor category, and uh, I, you know, inducted uh, Charles last year, and then, uh, you know, the two contributors and very worthy contributors last year were inducted. It was just something that, you know, was something that became feasible. And then when the five-person group made me the uh, the, the single contributor, that really scared me, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, you know, knowing that, uh, uh, it, you know, there was a real possibility because of being uh, a single contributor, but yet knowing that, uh, you know, you still have to, you have to, you have to face the 46 men and women, you know, the, the reporters that are in the room and you have to get 80, 80% of their votes in a secret ballot and and you know they just that seemed very very difficult to me uh for some reason and um you know we got down to that point and uh i i think i i stopped at that point and um and just was just very very hopeful and uh and obviously very very thrilled uh with the amazing and inc- incredible uh, results well, speaking of icons, we're with San Francisco icon Eddie DeBartolo and newest member of the Hall of Fame on the Talk of Fame Network. And Eddie, I, I joked about you at the beginning here uh, not being a presenter this time, but that's no joke, really. You've been asked to present five Hall of Famers, which is third behind only Al Davis and Paul Brown. So here's the question. Who's going to present you and why? Well, uh, you know, it was really uh, easy but very tough. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I presented Joe and, uh, you know, God rest his soul, Bill Walsh. Probably, you know, if Bill was alive, it would have been, uh, it would have been a decision that was going to would have been would would have been difficult, and probably it would have been Bill Clark. But uh, I decided, um, you know, with the people that I I I, I did induct. And uh, and you know obviously uh, Joe Montana is a 
a close dear friend of mine. In fact, I talked to him uh, yesterday afternoon. I decided that uh, rather than you know try and um, you know wade through a lot of things and maybe hurt feelings or do this or do that, I thought that the best decision would be uh, my eldest daughter, Lisa Marie. Oh, okay, all right. And 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 I want to follow up on that. Um, we've got about a minute left here, Eddie. But but when you look back on your career as 49ers owner. I know you surrounded yourself with your daughters at that time, and it was a great and wonderful time, but what do you consider your fondest memory? I guess my fondest memory, uh, not counting what happened in the last three weeks, probably, um, dear Lord, I mean, that's probably uh, back in 1977 when uh, I was in a um, hotel room at, uh, uh, with my dad at the Hyatt downtown San Francisco when we got a... Um, uh, call from uh, the Morbido ladies and, and the trust to say that uh, that they had accepted our offer. That was a very, very big moment. Uh, obviously, the the Super Bowls, uh, I, it's, it's almost impossible to put your finger on just one moment, but uh, Bill Walsh's hiring uh, and the friendship that developed uh, after that, it's just, it's really tough, Clark. I, I you know, okay. I could, I right. could probably be here for a long time. Well, we'll talk to you and Canton about it. Uh, but we want to appreciate or tell you how much we appreciate your time with us the past year and the past three weeks. We will see you at the Hall of Fame, and don't be a stranger, Eddie, because we know how to find you. We're going to look for the biggest and loudest party. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. Good talking Thanks. to you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. That was Hall of Famer Eddie DeBartolo, member of the class of 2016. When we return, we'll hear why Cecil Isbell, who? Yeah, Cecil Isbell is Hall of Fame worthy. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.